Welcome to Ken's Corner. I'm Ken Robinson. America is missing out on romance. So says sex therapist Dagmar O'Connor. With the rise of two-income households, O'Connor feels too many couples are concentrating on kids and careers while putting their lovemaking on the back burner. I see these professional couples who may work more than 72 hours a week, not necessarily the same 72 hours a week, and then they come home and have different dinners at different times, and they de-stress at different health clubs, and then they sit in my office and ask me, how come we don't have a sex life? And half-ass, can you fix this for us? And I'm, my first reaction is, stop! We're not trying to make a one-minute sex life here. It takes time to feel your feelings. I mean, what happened to spending all day in bed? That's what a loving couple does. O'Connor directs the sexual therapy program at St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital in New York and lectures in psychiatry at Columbia University. She's also written two books on romance, which she believes is disappearing. And I think what happens to most of us, we grow up in families where we learn that the people we love are not the people we should be sexual with. And as you enter into a marriage, you then find yourself not feeling those feelings and turning yourself off. O'Connor says most people don't think of their parents as being romantic or sexual. Most people say, my parents, they only had sex twice for the two children. <laughs> and as you then suddenly become a parent, you may find yourself not acting as sexy, not thinking as sexy, and it's more unconscious than anything else. And what you then have to do is to really work on bringing it back. She also feels Americans are more concerned about having sex than making love. When you try to be an achiever about sex, you will find yourself starting to do sex rather than to feel it. And the minute you are focused on performance and how well am I doing and I'm going to get there and be, you have left your body, you're not in the here and now, and you're going to have real trouble feeling. So what's her advice to people who want to put the spark back in their relationship? Dagmar O'Connor advises taking time to make time. Forget spontaneity. Schedule in the time to work on this. And the first step in the sensate graduate essential exercises is when one partner goes up to the other one, and it doesn't matter who starts, and says, I want to be touched now. And the other one cannot say no. You know how important that is? There are many couples where one wants to have sex before the news and the other one wants to have it after the news. <clears throat> it's important that each person gets it when they want to. She also feels mom and dad should spend more time with each other, even if that means locking the kids out of the bedroom. You're not locking the kids out but you're locking your privacy in. And you know what? It's probably the best sex education you can give your children is that they remember that there were times, they may not know what's going on when they're younger, and I think it's fine they don't. But when they grow up and get married, they remember it was okay to lock your bedroom door and have some privacy in there. Dagmar O'Connor's latest book is called How to Put the Love Back into Making Love. This is Ken Robinson. This show is brought to you by 
Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. Mint Mobile, where you get talk, data, and text for just $15 a month. Also brought to you by Nationwide Bank. Nationwide is on your side with free checking and savings accounts. And by FinViz Elite, providing visual insight for stock market investors. For details about this show and these fine sponsors, go to krobcollection.com. What would it be like to walk around the world? Steve Newman knows. The Ripley, Ohio resident is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the first person to walk around the world alone, a total of 15,000 miles. I was a journalist, and I was covering a lot of negative stories here in the United States for the newspaper I worked for. And I got a little pessimistic, like a lot of my peers, about the condition of the world. And so I decided to go out there and see if it was... uh, going to hell or if it was it wasn't such a bad place at all or what newman began his walk in 1983 at the age of 28 and returned four years later so i actually only spent about a fourth of those four years uh walking maybe one year out of those four years walking the rest of the time was living with the people in their homes so uh so i might go walking one day and then not walk for three months uh, as i stayed with a family or in one case in australia ran a newspaper But why walk? Newman says it's the best way to get to know a country and its people. Also, most of the world uh, does not ride around in cars or on motorcycles because most of the world is very poor. And most of the world goes around in slow ox carts or camel carts or on foot. And so I'm just like those people in many ways when I walk. But even though most of the world lives in poverty, Newman says the people he met seem to be happy. They realize the most important truth of all, and that is that your friends and your family are the main thing in your life. If you have that, you've already got half of the things you need for happiness, basically. Secondly, they had roots. They felt they belonged to where they lived. The family went back hundreds of thousands of years in that community, and they were known by the people around them on a very friendly basis. They had a lot of friends. uh, Thirdly, uh, and also very importantly, their lives were not overly complicated. And what impressed Steve Newman the most on his journey around the globe? The uh, poverty of places like North Africa, And uh, the humor of some people, like in Ireland, wonderful storytellers, and the acts of hospitality. Uh, I remember a a little old lady in Virginia, in the Shenandoah Valley, who made me come in and eat breakfast one morning because uh, she thought I was an angel sent from heaven to test her hospitality. But there were lots of scary moments, too, enough to make Indiana Jones quiver. The people, uh, like the police or the military, arresting me on suspicion of spying. I had to escape from a prison in Turkey, for instance. Uh, There was a bandit attack in Thailand, two bandits with machetes at night. I was walking at night because it was so hot during the day. The bandits attacked me with machetes and almost beheaded me, came within a couple inches of chopping my head off. But I whacked them in the faces with a golfing umbrella. And he was able to get away with only a few bruises. Newman says America's influence is just about everywhere these days. But yet, don't don't uh, think for one minute that everything's like America around the world. It's not. Uh, most of the world is still very exotic, very different from us, both in looks and in beliefs and lifestyle. But no matter where you go around the world, 
there is this great fascination with the American way of life and the American, which is one reason why I was so warmly received. But he adds that foreigners are threatened by the American way of life. They don't want our preoccupation with drugs and alcohol to infect their children. Steve Newman has written a book about his travels entitled World Walk. This is Ken Robinson. Don't throw away your old computer. Make it come alive with Linux, the free operating system. Linux revives old computers and makes new ones as fast as lightning. There are hundreds of Linux versions packed with all the free software you'll ever need. Linux is easy to download, and you can try it out before you install. You can run it alongside Windows for comparison. Take time to learn about Linux. L-I-N-U-X, the free open source operating system. I think we're in the middle of a real uh, revolution in our thinking about health. Dr. Tom Ferguson, editor of Self-Care Magazine. Dr. Ferguson feels that Americans are beginning to rely more on themselves and less on doctors when it comes to treating illnesses and ailments. Although we all carry around in our head the image that it's the doctor that's responsible for our health, uh, when, when push comes to shove, uh, in the great majority of cases, we do take care of ourselves. And there's a growing movement, both uh, among lay people and among certain members of the medical profession, that uh, feel that uh, we're already our own doctors and we should be better trained for the job. We should have access to more information, better tools for taking care of ourselves. In fact, Dr. Ferguson says that's the way it was back in the old days. The development of the doctor as authority figure is really quite recent and really came to its height uh, just before, during, and just after World War II when science provided us with some uh, drugs that seemed almost magical. But relying on physicians for magical cures can be dangerous, claims the doctor. That it uh, discourages people from doing many of the things that they can do to stay healthy and to deal with illness problems. And we have pretty much conquered most of the disease that doctors are really able to conquer, the infectious diseases primarily. So we're left with diseases like heart disease, cancer, and diabetes that are really diseases of lifestyle. Surveys show that 80 to 90 percent of all health care is self-delivered, and that includes serious illnesses. Uh, with a few minor exceptions, when uh, someone has to deal with a health problem, their first step is to try to deal with it themselves. If that doesn't work, they'll go out to their immediate family and friends and ask advice and look for tips. Then they might take a little further step out. They might go to the drugstore and look for a remedy. They might uh, ask the druggist recommendation. And finally, if all else fails, they may consult a physician. Dr. Tom Ferguson explains that it's no secret we often treat ourselves, but he also feels there's even more we can do. Just look at all the medical self-tests that are on the market now. Uh, people should realize that these tests are here to stay and that uh, what we've seen so far is probably just a drop in the bucket compared to the tests that will be available five or ten years from now. That's Dr. Tom Ferguson, editor of Self-Care Magazine, a magazine that helps average people take care of themselves. Although we uh, assume that there are certain things that only doctors can do, in fact, uh, many, if not most of those things, are things that a, a motivated and uh, a conscientious layperson can, can learn to do for themselves. Dr. Ferguson feels that Americans should be taught medical self-care just like we are taught to read. I think if we made a commitment to having a basic level of health skill among the general population, and if the healthcare system was a little bit more supportive and encouraging for people to do things for themselves, as it rapidly is becoming, mostly because of financial reasons, 
then I think that, uh, that self-care could really realize its potential. But not only can you take care of yourself in many instances, but family and friends can help as well. The studies show again and again that people who have a wide and deep range of uh, close friends and family, a social support system, as it's called technically, are much, much less likely to fall ill in the first place. Dr. Ferguson is really expecting quite a boom in self-delivered medical care. He feels it's all related to our current health kick. If you just look at the patterns of sale, for instance, of hard liquor and mineral water, one has gone just about straight down, the other one's gone just about straight up. Uh, the, uh, the concern with uh, low-calorie uh, soft drinks, uh, the uh, increasing, the incredibly uh, rapid rate of increase of natural food stores. Dr. Ferguson says people are already finding out that professionals aren't the only ones who can deliver health care. Thanks for stopping by Ken's Corner, part of the K-Rob Collection. Learn more about our shows by checking out krobcollection.com or the K-Rob Collection Facebook page.